instead of ignoring or assuming we can't do anything about our stress, I like to first take account for what are the stresses you've been exposed to and the traumas in your lives what what have you been exposed to first of all and then choose to support yourself to recover from those stresses and traumas because that's what's really going to make a difference in your health and your relationships going forward this is episode number 542 with Dr. Donnie Wilson. Master your stress and improve all of your relationships. Hi, everybody. I'm Sandy Weiner. I'm a dating and relationship coach for women over 40 and some men who are coachable. And I want to welcome you back to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late to go on your last first date and to support you on your journey to lasting love. I wrote a book. It's called Becoming a Woman of Value, How to Thrive in Life and Love. And it's filled with tons of tips and exercises to help you step more fully into your value and your core confidence. It is available on Amazon for Kindle or paperback. And this week's tip from the book is step number 13, do not settle. We have a tendency to think that we're we're coming to dating and relationships from a place of scarcity, that there aren't enough. And so we should just grab the one that's in front of us because it's, it's the best we can do. And I know I used to date like that and it led to relationships that really weren't healthy for me. And so I want to encourage you not to settle, but to really be clear about what your must haves and your deal breakers are so that you can focus on all the right things on your journey to lasting love. Before I bring on my guest, I want to invite you, if you're not yet a member, to join my Facebook group. It is called Your Last First Date. And we are a group for women over 40 who are looking for a positive and supportive place to come and go through all the highs and lows of dating and relationships after 40. They are, it's not easy out there. And a lot of groups really don't support. They just are a place for complaining and everybody just jumping on the bandwagon. And we do not do that. We have very strict guidelines. We have seven monitors helping me to manage this large group and you get personal support. So I really encourage you to come and join us at your last first date. And now for my guest, Dr. Donnie Wilson. She is a naturopathic doctor. She's a certified professional midwife, a certified nutrition specialist, and the best-selling author of the book, Master Your Stress, Reset Your Health. For more than 22 years, she has helped thousands of patients overcome health challenges and achieve wellness by using specific strategies that address the whole body and ultimately resolve the underlying causes of distress. Welcome to the show, Donnie. Thank you so much for having me, Sandy. I love this topic because so many people live stressful lives. And I also love that you have a holistic approach because so many people just look at one specific area, like give some medicine to help with stress or don't drink so much coffee, that will help you. (laughs) But stress is not so simple. So let's talk about how do you figure out what unique stress type you are and how it affects your day-to-day life and your relationships. There's so much we can dive into that can be so helpful for your audience. And I love what you do, by the way. I mean, I think that this is so needed for people to have help with navigating dating and just like how to navigate 
navigate stress because ultimately the fact is as humans we're gonna experience stress as well as trauma of various types it's it's like um you know a lot of times people assume that they're the goal is supposed to be to be stress free and i always like to clarify that's not the goal because things have happened in our past that we can't do anything about we can't go back in time but what we can do is we can help ourselves to recover from the trauma we've experienced even from potentially past relationships and we can help ourselves recover from stress in our lives because as humans we're gonna have everything from stress related to financial stress dating stress health stress uh, even being a parent or taking care of parents um, even just coming through the pandemic, we all just were exposed to stress from that. So stress comes in many forms. I would even say that stress comes in the form of exposure to toxins in our environment, whether that's pesticides in foods or mold exposure, for example. These have also the same effect on our body as psychoemotional stresses. And so we want to think about instead of ignoring or assuming we can't do anything about our stress, I like to first take account for what are the stresses you've been exposed to and the traumas in your lives? What, what have you been exposed to, first of all, and then choose to support yourself to recover from those stresses and traumas because that's what's really going to make a difference in your health and your relationships going forward. These are all such important points because there's the external stressors, there's the internal stressors, there's stress from the past, stress from the present. And I'm sure that a lot of our stress from the past informs the stress in the present. And I like that you said that we can't just eradicate stress. And I, I had the same feeling about people who say you should be fearless. I don't think it's about having no fear. I think it's about feeling fear and knowing how to deal with it, feeling pain and knowing what to do with all the emotions and all the things that happen to us because the processing is so important. So yes, we all experience stress at different levels. Can you give us some examples of helping people figure out the unique stress type that they have? Because you're saying like it comes from many different forms. And it's unique to each of us. We might assume, hey, we're all human. Stress is gonna look the same in all of us. And we hear oftentimes about cortisol, which is our main stress hormone. Yes, we all have cortisol, but cortisol doesn't, stress doesn't affect cortisol the same in each of us. So for some of us, when we're exposed to stress and trauma, our cortisol levels might go high and stay high at certain times a day or all day. While others of us, cortisol levels end up going too low and staying too low. So this is the thing to understand is that we have an immediate response to stress, our built-in human stress response that involves cortisol as well as adrenaline. And these are important protection for us, right? That's how we survive the things that happen with us in life. So what we really are wanting is we want to have a healthy stress response and a healthy reset to a non-stressed state and in a non-stressed state we want to have an optimal amount of cortisol and adrenaline because we need them to signal healthy function in our bodies cortisol is constantly making sure that we have or if we're in a stress state it's going to turn off our digestion and our reproductive hormones and and help us respond to the stress and when we're not in a stress state 
cortisol is telling the body and the hormones, you know, hey, it's time to digest, it's time to make hormones, it's time to for the immune system and the repair to happen. So we need both, right? And I think sometimes that's an important concept to recognize is we want a health, healthy stress response, but we also need a healthy amount of cortisol and adrenaline to maintain optimal health when we're not under stress. The problem is that in a lot of our lives, we're constantly in a stress state. And so that's when this cortisol and adrenaline, I say it gets stuck in stress mode. It either gets stuck with too high cortisol adrenaline or too low cortisol or adrenaline or a combination of the two. And so what I've done over the past couple decades is I test and analyze these levels in my patients. So I'm constantly measuring cortisol levels. We can measure cortisol in the blood, like a, even if you just go to a regular lab, you could do a cortisol level. The thing is, is then you're just getting cortisol at a single time of day that you had your blood drawn. And what we really wanna know is what is your cortisol throughout the day? What is your cortisol in the morning, the midday, the evening, the bedtime? We can do that with either a urine or saliva sample so we can measure cortisol at different times a day so we can actually see how is your past and current stress exposure affecting your cortisol levels is it too high or too low and the same with adrenaline we can measure adrenaline in a urine sample these are tests these are specialty tests that can be done from from home and sent into the lab and again they're important because the treatment is different so a lot of times we assume the treatment is one size fits all. We all have stress. We all must have the same treatment. And there are certain things that we know help all humans with stress, things like taking deep breaths and meditation and, and even uh, support and, and psychotherapy, right? We know that these things help in general. But what I'm saying is we can actually even get much more individualized with our ways of supporting you if we know whether your cortisol is too high or too low and if your adrenaline is too high or too low because then we can use specific herbs nutrients and even other activities in your life that are known to either help a cortisol that's too high bring it back to optimal or cortisol that's too low bring it back to optimal you see so it's a matter of if we know where your levels are we can really hone in your stress recovery so let's talk about the recovery and the treatment. What are some of the tips to calm your own stress levels? And if you're in a relationship, your partner's stress levels? Great question. And there really is so much research and so many things we can choose from. In some ways, it almost is, is overwhelming. And yet some of them are quite simple. Things that we just need to kind of remind ourselves to integrate into our daily routine. And so it could be some things like I mentioned before, even just realizing, hey, if I if I feel stressed, I can just take a couple deep breaths, which will signal to the vagus nerve to go into the parasympathetic anti-stress pattern and help calm you out of stress mode. And and this is something, yes, if you have a if you're in a relationship, that might be something you can communicate about with each other and remind each other or help each other to identify what are the things that might trigger you into a stress response or what what can you do in your daily routine to help you establish uh, a self-care routine, what I call self-care routine you can implement on a regular basis. I use the word care as an acronym. C for clean eating, A for adequate sleep, 
R for recovery activities and E for exercise. We hear a lot about self-care in general, which I think is a good thing because it's about prioritizing ourselves and our lives, which we're not taught to do from a young age. So we kind of have to on purpose say, hey, am I really prioritizing taking care of me, which is so important when we're in a relationship with another human or many other humans. Um, and if we use this acronym, we can then really integrate in dietary choices that are going to be best for our health and making sure we're feeding ourselves in a way that helps us recover from stress, prioritizing getting to bed and getting that seven and a half to nine hours of sleep every night, which we know is when our bodies do a lot of stress recovery and repair. Uh, the recovery activities I mentioned can be anything from singing and dancing or spending time in nature, meditation, breathing. There's so many activities that have been shown to help. And what I look at is, are there specific activities or time of day for these activities that are going to be better for your stress type? Again, the stress types are based on these common patterns of imbalance of cortisol and adrenaline I was speaking about. So when I studied the cortisol and adrenaline, I found, I found that there's five common patterns of disruption of cortisol and adrenaline so then when i work with patients and when we're implementing this care protocol we're doing it based on your stress type so if you tend to have high cortisol high adrenaline which is the stress magnet stress type we're going to want to implement care in a way that's going to help bring your cortisol down, which is going to be different than someone who's the blah and blue stress type who has low cortisol and adrenaline. They're going to want to implement their care slightly differently so that we're achieving the same result for both types. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Music Unlimited. You can listen to over 70 million songs and thousands of playlists and stations. Plus, you can now stream your favorite podcasts like Last First Date Radio. You can listen to any song, anytime, anywhere, on any of your devices, your smartphone, your tablet, your PC or Mac, Fire TV, and any Alexa-enabled devices like the Amazon Echo. Get Amazon Music Unlimited for free for 30 days just head on over to getamazonmusic.com forward slash last first date to learn more and claim this offer. How do people know without doing the testing that you do? Is there a way for people to know their stress types and whether they have high or low cortisol and adrenaline? Yes. So what I did is through my research, I also developed a quiz that's available in, in my book, The Master Stress Reset Your Health book. It's available there. And I also put it into an online version on my website. So on my website, you can do the stress type quiz, which gives you your likely stress type, meaning likely where your cortisol and adrenaline levels are have landed after your stress and trauma exposure. And then I can guide you from there in the book or also through the website. How do you get your cortisol and adrenaline back to optimal? Great. 
Okay. I was just wondering, because not everybody is going to be able to test their stress type and um, in the same way that you do with a patient that you see in person. Exactly. Uh, and that's why I wanted it, because I really believe that everyone should have access to this. I really believe that everyone should be able to know what is my cortisol and adrenaline up to based on my stress and trauma exposure, and what can I do about it? Because here's the thing, Sandy, I mean, this has the power to change your health in the moment like if you're experiencing anxiety depression sleep issues or even digestive issues hormone imbalances weight gain you know and any kind of you know you hear you are wanting to be in a relationship but also wanting to feel your best also studies show that when humans have optimal cortisol and adrenaline levels it improves our longevity that means we are living healthier longer lives by addressing this no, I totally agree. I have prided myself on being a fairly stress-free person. Um, I am able to process my emotions really quickly and to figure out what's going on for me and to also set boundaries and stay away from stressful situations when I know that something has been stressful in the past, figuring out how to minimize the stress. I remember Many years ago, when both my parents were still alive, my they lived across the street from each other. Um, in, my father was in assisted living. My parents were divorced. My mother was remarried. And they lived kind of across a highway from each other. And I would go to visit both parents, but I would tell them in advance, I have a half an hour for you. Is there anything I can bring? And then I would do whatever I could to stay as stress-free as possible. My father was bipolar and tend he tended to ruminate a lot, very depressed a lot of the time. And it was difficult to be around him. But learning how to limit the time and limit the conversation and just doing the things that I needed to do for self-care. And the other thing I learned or I discovered for myself was to reward myself with something after I was done, like to go visit a friend, to go out for dinner, to do something that would fill me back up. So um, if you could share some more of these kinds of things that people can do, and you shared a few like dancing and doing things that being in nature is just such an important one. What else can people do to really start to work on their stress levels? I encourage people to think of something that you enjoy, you know, or maybe it's something you've thought you want, always wanted to do, but you just haven't quite done it. You know, you just are like one of these days I'm gonna learn how to play the piano or one of these days I'm gonna, you know, travel somewhere in the world you really wanted to go and explore. So I invite you to even just just taking a few minutes to take some deep breaths and and I use this in my programs, we use a lot of biofeedback and guided imagery to really help you connect with yourself. I mean, that's the thing is so much of the time when we're dealing with life and families, we we lose track of who really am I and what do I really want, you know, what really would be healing for me. And so to take those, it doesn't have to take very long, but take a moment to just take deep breaths and close your eyes and, and find for yourself where were moments in your life when you felt connected with yourself, you felt that sense of calmness, peace, gratitude. And sometimes then it will come to you like, oh, I've really wanted to 
start going for a walk on the beach every day or I really want right you you start to oh I really if I could get a dog I've always wanted a dog let me go down you know once we identify it then we can take the steps to make that possible in our lives I I've loved to dance my whole life I was dancing except for when I was raising my daughter I had stopped and I realized once my daughter was old enough and doing her own thing I realized I really want to go back to dancing. And so I just signed up for a dance class and and have been dancing again ever since. So it just sometimes takes those moments where we we because that then you're choosing to do an activity that resonates with you, that brings you so much joy, and then you want it in your life. You know, you're gonna miss it if it's not there. And I think those are the things that often we're missing. And I love how you're talking about using it as a reward because sometimes we were we've been taught from childhood to choose food or alcohol or a different substance as a reward but if instead we can choose activities that raise our oxytocin level which is our anti-stress love hormone if we can choose activities that raise oxytocin like singing dancing being with a pet being in nature being with a friend now we're signaling reward using oxytocin um, that is going to be much more beneficial and doesn't have the negative effects of some of the other things we might choose as a reward. Yes. And that brings to mind uh, something else that you say, which is that frequent hugging and sex promotes stress recovery. I have a feeling that the oxytocin plays a part in here too. It definitely does. It definitely does. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why people are, are that kind of gets us to want to f- go on a date or find this other human to be connected with in our lives is to be able to experience those other forms of stimulating oxytocin for sure. Yeah, I've also heard that when couples reconnect at the end of the day, another thing they can do is to just to regulate themselves together. I forget the words, uh, the exact words, but it's um, it's kind of gazing into each other's eyes, breathing together to just kind of de-stress and reconnect. Do you do you recommend something like that too? Absolutely. If you're you know, in a relationship, you have that opportunity. And and maybe that's even if you're looking for a relationship, that might be something that you identify with, hey, this is something I'd like to experience in my next relationship. And because it says to me that you're on the same page about both each of you taking care of yourselves, right, taking care of your own need for stress recovery, and finding ways to do it together to do that um, that regulation, that sort of like cooperative regulation of our internal systems, which can be very healing. Yeah, that co-regulation is so important. Mm-hmm. So you also talk about some recipes that can boost your health and also they're good for date night or you have a lazy morning in couples. I love cooking with a partner. It's you, you also learn a lot about a partner's dresses when you cook together. Uh, so give us some, some tips on some health boosting recipes. Now, the way I think about it is we want to choose foods that are going to be giving us nutrients, but without adding stress to our system, right? And in foods, the stress comes from foods that are inflammatory. So commonly inflammatory foods would be from dairy and gluten, for example, also 
sugar, if foods contain higher amount of sh actual sugar, like white sugar, uh, that's going to be inflammatory, but also throw off our blood sugar levels and our cortisol levels. So we, if I start to think of it that way, then I go, okay, let's choose foods that are going to be a really healthy, nutrient-dense protein, healthy carbs, healthy fats. And so sometimes that can be the the little, almost like a game you play when you're designing your meal. How do we, what protein are we going to want to have? What herbs maybe do we want to use to flavor the food? So then you're engaging with your food in, in for fun and mindfulness and enjoyment versus just eating quickly and mindlessly and, and consuming things that might actually be adding to the stress in your body. Do you have a, a specific recipe that you like to share? Oh, sure. And definitely in the Master Your Stress book, there are some of my favorite recipes in there. So uh, you'll find them at the end of the book and examples of everything from what you can have for breakfast, a protein shake to uh, dinner or lunch and dessert as well. So the thing is, is we don't need to be thinking of it as restricting ourselves. We can eat delicious foods, but have them still be good for us and optimizing our health and, and helping us to recover from stress. So, I mean, one of my go-tos is is a protein shake because I, I find it most often the thing that patients are missing in their diet is adequate protein. So yes, you can choose whether it's a plant-based protein or animal protein each time you eat, but I like to start the day with a protein shake because then I'm having protein, like I use a, a pea-based protein, plant-based protein, then I can add to it healthy fats like flaxseed oil, and I can add to it healthy fruits, like I'll use like an elderberry liquid. So now I have this perfect meal in the form of a protein shake, and then I can take my supplements that are going to support my body to recover from stress at the same time. So I, that's one that I like to use is a, and you might find your own version of what's the protein shake that you like best. But also, of course, we want to go for actual foods. So I always what I do is I like to keep certain things in my refrigerator so that I can always build a meal whatever time of day. So I love to have, for example, some protein, whether it's free range chicken or beef or wild salmon that's prepared ready for me to choose that protein as well as arugula i love or organic arugula to make a salad and then i love to have olives and avocados for healthy fats so i can within five minutes or less build a salad that has greens the healthy fats and the healthy protein and it's very satisfying. It, you want to be able to eat foods that help your brain know that you ate and that you can enjoy the flavors. And so then you're not, you know, you can go on with your day and know that you got what you need and you're not getting those cravings. Yeah, I think that the key from what I'm taking away is, first of all, being prepared. I think for a lot of people, the way that they eat has a lot to do with how how far in advance they have planned what's in the fridge, what's in the cabinets and what is easy to make. For me, I agree with you, like having stuff that I can easily make a salad with. I try to prepare salad, like my lettuce is washed and set aside. And I make sure that I'm always stocking my fruits and vegetables and my protein so that I have stuff that's ready. And then to reuse, like I'll make chicken and then I'll, the next day I'll make chicken salad and the next day I'll have, or a stir fry or something 
but it's already off the bone and ready to go, you know? And so I think when people get hungry, they tend to grab the stuff that's not healthy. And I like my chocolate too, but you know, it's the balance. And I, I'm so glad you mentioned like not depriving yourself because I think this is one of the keys to stress is that people always feel like they're depriving, that they're, they're bad, that they're punishing themselves. They don't eat these foods because they have to deprive. And it's so important to fill your body as your body is, is like a treasure. It is an amazing thing. It's an amazing tool that you have. And when you can see food in this healthy perspective, it just is so much, so much better for you. And you're right. It does take first really connecting with yourself and honoring, Hey, I deserve healthy food. And sometimes we are rewriting programming from childhood that said, you know, you, you know, you're supposed to eat certain things or you're supposed to finish everything on your plate. And so I often am encouraging people to break some of those rules, you know, say, hey, you don't have to eat everything on your plate. You can put it in the fridge and finish it later or give it to someone else. You know, like sometimes we need to kind of relook at some of these messages that we got from childhood related to food and say, hey, what what am I really saying to myself here? I, I don't have to finish everything on my plate, you know? So this can make a big difference because sometimes the stress is coming from messages that aren't even any, that aren't even true anymore. Yeah, and just taking that time, like you said before, connect with yourself. What's true for me, not what's true for my mom, what's true for my partner, what's true for everybody else out there, society, the magazines, what's true for you? And very few people really take that time and even know. And it can be a process because if you're so disconnected for your whole life, then starting that process is a big deal. And just being kind to yourself as you continue to find the clues to your own joy, to your own peace. And that makes a huge difference in your life. So Donnie, what are your final words of advice for anyone who wants to go on their last first date in a stress-free, not stress-free, but in a way that, that really feels healthy? Based on what you're just saying, it's so important to to take these small steps that to encourage yourself that the small steps and the small changes you learning along the way will integrate and lead to bigger changes as you go and to just pace yourself to to me it's more important to create small changes that create that add up over time than to expect perfection or to expect big changes in a short period of time. And so this is exactly the philosophy behind my self-care reset. It's a seven-day stress recovery reset. And I want to give your listeners access to this seven-day program for free so we can share that link so that they can start down this path of how do we start to bring awareness to things you can do on a day-to-day -day basis that will help you to then go down this journey of stress recovery. And to know that as you do that, you do start to learn how to establish your own self-care routine, which is gonna be so important when you're in either already in a relationship or looking to be in a relationship. The key is how do we maintain our, our internal self-care routine so that that stays even when you're in relationship with another human. That's such an important thing, the 
maintaining your own self-care. I mean, I, I think ideally everyone wants to be in a relationship with somebody who's taking care of themselves, both emotionally and physically. And if you're not, then you become responsible for somebody else and that's not healthy. So I love this gift. I think everybody should take advantage of the seven day reset and really work on your stress levels because it will benefit every aspect of your life. Thank you, Donnie, for coming on the show and sharing this important information. I know you have some other, other links to share with us as well. Do you want to share those? Yeah, definitely. And I'm so glad. Thank you so much for having me. My website is drdonnie.com, which is either spelled D-R-D-O-N-I.com or you can spell it out D-O-C-T-O-R-D-O-N-I.com. Donnie is short for Danielle. A lot of people ask me what that, ah. where my name comes from. And at drdonnie.com, you'll find blogs and my podcast as well. I'd love to have you come into my How Humans Heal podcast too and talk about what you do. And um, and that's where you also can find the stress type quiz and my books and so on. So I'd love for everyone to come and find the resources that can help you along this path of stress recovery. Uh, I, I love what you do. I would love to be part of your podcast. Um, so let's talk about that when we're done here. And uh, all these links will be in the show notes. Thanks everybody for listening. If you love our show, please, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. We love you for any, any review you do because it always helps the podcast grow and continue to grow. We're in our 10th year 540 something episodes in and keep on going strong and and your your reviews really matter and as always here's to your last first date if you are ready to get unstuck gain new tools become more empowered and finally find your last first date i'd love to talk to you Fill out an application to be considered for a complimentary half-hour love breakthrough session at lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. That's lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. I look forward to talking to you soon.